We might not be back. I might be in jail. I might be anywhere. But when I leave, you can remember I said with the last words on my lips that I am a revolutionary. And you're going to have to keep on saying that. You're going to have to say that I am a proletarian. I am the people. I'm not the pig. You've got to make a distinction. And the people are going to have to attack the pig. The people are going to have to stand up against the pig. That's what the pastors are doing. That's what the pastors do it all over the world. Pull the mask out, zippers pull the flask out Smokers put that ass out, strippers put that ass out Everybody mash up, toasters put the glass up The whole world could bash up, but I guess we keep on partying Who just took our vegetables? Who just took our minerals? Who just took our children and we're cooking them for generals? Who just took our land mass? Who just took our damn cash? Missiles, minks, and drinks, but I guess we keep on partying We just trying to get away from all this shit talk Landmines be everywhere, right where the kids crib walk And where the cribs at, I used to listen to Bismarck Zero fucks given, whether you're small or a big cop In American schools, you know the teachers all pill pop Or break American rules, cause I ain't got no chill I went to the doo-wop, nigga pulled out his doo-wop Clef called 911 right when the damn two-two pop So I guess you mumble niggas, they supposed to be new pop Record labels saw your tats and hope you the new pop Do stop, just stick to being pawns on the chessboard Or we're all being pawned extra long by the Sith Lord Matter of fact, we all being bombed, this is it, Lord I'm coming to join you smoking on some bomb of the pit Lord, marijuana got me calmer, but it catches up like the karma from a citizen who got thrown by the Obamas. Lovers pull the mask out, sippers pull the flask out, smokers put that ass out, strippers put that ass out, everybody mash up, toasters put the glass up, the whole world could bash up, but I guess we keep on partying. Okay, good evening, sadly good morning if you're in that time zone. Welcome, welcome, welcome into another episode of Revolutionary Tracks. Today, very honored and happy to have our guest Seema Lee, photographer, artist, maroon organizer, hip-hop artist, anarchist and artist in the same word, and it was very difficult, but I tried it. It didn't really work out. (laughs) Seema Lee, thank you for coming. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, you know, be on your show and talk about this music and revolution. Hell yes. Well, and I mean, we might as well just start there. Uh, and with uh, that last track, um, and I got to say, too, with the whole album, I don't think you waste one line um, without delivering something either about uh, what's happening with people's like material conditions and their reality that they're living, um, or what a solution to those problems are. Um, right on. But on uh, one of, and then one of those lines is you know just really talking about <laughs> getting people like getting uh, that have been killed uh, by Obama um, and the drone strikes. Um, yeah, so, it's real. Uh, yeah, I mean maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. You know, I mean, because it... there just. Yeah, kind of just like, especially too with black people, it's like, you know, who Obama is. Well, well clearly I'm not a liberal, people. you know. Yeah. <laughs> clearly I'm not a, I'm not a liberal, you know. My politics, you know, they, they're definitely, uh, they're not, not even, you know, they, they, they talk about the left, meaning, you know, liberals, but like, um, I'm from the radical left. I'm so far to the left that, you know, it's, it's not even funny. So, um, you know, I try to make music that, would inspire me like the music that I listened to when I was young, you know, and a little bit of everything. Um, but you know, public enemy, 
Boogie Down Productions, you know, and, 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 you know, Dead Press and, and, you know, just, um, and, and, and earlier groups, you know, um, that, that use their art, you know, for radical purposes, whether that was Gil Scott Heron or Nina Simone or, you know, lots of spoken word artists as well. Um, Nikki Giovanni and, and so many, so many people, Sonia Sanchez, the last poets, um, put me into the medium of using our culture for revolutionary purposes, because all of those people were thoroughly involved, um, in the movement. And, you know, that's the type of elders, um, that, that, that inspired me. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's cool to drop dope lyrics, of course, you know, all of it contains punchlines and all of that stuff, but I also have a message with the music, you know, it's, it's not just for nodding your head or, you know, whatever it's for inspiring you to really go out there and I don't know, can we curse up here? But I, I want to inspire you to fuck some shit up, fuck some shit up, (laughs) you know, um, get some things done, stop being complacent, stop, stop, you know, um, people are just, you know, waiting for some vote to change things. We are the ones who have always changed things. So we need like a soundtrack. That's what Trap Liberation Army is. It's it's a soundtrack um for the movement. You know, when I dropped it and even now like it doesn't even matter that it was it's a it's the album's a couple years old. I'm working on another one now, but it's still relevant to everything that's going on. In particular, um 2 years ago when when shit was going down in the streets, like I played that album a lot and it was so mm-hmm. relevant. You know, um sometimes before I would go out to a protest, I would play my own shit. Of course, you know, I'm playing like rage against the machine and all kinds of other stuff, but like, I most definitely was playing trap liberation army and thinking about the things that I said and how they were just right in our face. You know, all the contradictions that we had to deal with, they were just right in our face. Um, and in addition to COVID and everything else. So yeah, I, I just write that rebel shit is real shit. And, um, as a radical, I can't, I can't play around with whatever we have as propaganda. We use whatever by, by any means, whatever we have. So music is a great medium for that. You know, the the one of the things that uh, immediately stands out uh, is is of course like the the uncompromisingly uh, revolutionary language. Uh, but like you know, especially when you tackle a concept such as trap, and like uh, it's it's one of the most uh, popular forms of music in the present day and uh, yet like you don't find anything about it that actually has any kind of revolutionary uh, bent. So immediately your, uh, your verses stand out because like you're saying stuff that you would never hear uh, from anybody who's making this genre or form of music. Uh, So can, can you like uh, speak about essentially who you're trying to reach um, and like what, what you want them to do, especially when you say you want them to fuck shit up. Um, <laughs> right. Who are you trying to reach I mean, and like, what is the, what yeah. is the project? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I come from, you know, poor working class in the projects, in the trap, you know, where trap music comes from. Trap music comes from the trap trap, meaning, you know, um, usually hoods that, that are, you know, struggling, um, underneath capitalism to, to, to get our, just our basic needs met and people have to go to underground economies. Um, when I say, um, trap liberation army, it's an homage to black liberation army. 
um, which was, you know, many members of the Black Panther Party and the Re- Republic of New Africa, and they would <clears throat> link up with other revolutionaries from, you know, RAM and different organizations at that time to do what they needed to do um, in a sort of guerrilla aspect uh, for the community. So it's the opposite of what regular trapping people are, you know, combining just for, you know, basic economic needs and might end up, you know, being a predator upon the community. Black Liberation Army and Trap Liberation Army is about coming from those same conditions in the hood and the projects, the places that are, you know, internally colonized um, and, and, and are, you know, feeding the prisons, you know, in, um, you know, prison labor and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, but turning the music is for the people in the ghettos to, 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 to free themselves and liberate themselves so that we can have our own autonomy, our own self-determination. So, um, and it also is kind of like in the wordplay, I'm saying trap liberation, meaning like, you know, liberating people out the trap, um, not out the trap, meaning leave your community and never go back. You know, that that's gentrification. We see that all over the place. We're talking about leaving the concept of having to just do underground, um, you know, economic situations um, and, and think about doing it in just a revolutionary manner, you know, um, and that can that can be in many ways. But political education you play, you know, I don't know who played that clip of, of Fred Hampton in the beginning of the segment, but Fred, Fred Hampton was big, um, and as, as all of the revolutionaries of the 60s and 70s were big on political education, keeps you from being just a gangster, a thug, someone who's a predator upon your people, while we're already being um, attacked by, you know, the elite, the rich, you know, um, as working class, as poor people, um, as, as you know, so that's what the music is about. That's what the message is about. Me coming from the hood, you know, being inspired by people like Dead Prez, being in organizations that Dead Prez even was a part of, you know, um, all of that influenced me. You know, I come from, you know, um, serious background of, 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 of political action and involvement in the community and not just leaving the hood, you know, just like staying, standing your ground and building, you know, building a base, building, 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 um, you know, through the culture, uh, through the political education, um, through actually being there for each other through mutual aid. Um, you know, people think revolution happens overnight. No, you have to build that up. And so that that's what this is about. That's what Trap Liberation Army is about. It's an extension of the work of my organization, Maroon Movement. And um so that's 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 what the message is about. That's that's who it's aimed to. I'm I'm not talking to, you know, I'm talking to my people, you know, um and my family and all of them, you know, they're still in in the same, you know, living conditions that they've been in. So, you know, it's real for me. It hits home for me and things got even worse economically. Uh, after COVID and all these things. So the messages that I said, even then still resonates and is going to spill over into the next, um, you know, EP that I do. Um, because a lot of shit has happened in the past couple of years that I, I just have to touch on. Now, you're talking and, about, uh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you, you go. Okay. Uh, you're talking about partying, uh, as a, in, in an interesting way, because like you're, you're kind of, uh, you know, in a sort of way, complaining, like, in a, like scolding the listener as like, you know, we're partying uh, when all of this is happening. And like, we're actually talking about 
having a good time. Um, and at the same time, the track also has like a, a very upbeat uh, vibe where like, although you're saying a lot of serious uh, stuff on top of the beat, the beat is also yeah. very energetic and lively. And like, it almost sounds like it could be part of like, a, a, you know, you could even hear the same beat at a nightclub. Um, yeah. But but like you're you're kind of using that to make the ironic statement that like we're partying while all of this is going on, but also at the same time hinting at the fact that this could even be treated as like something that you could party to. So can you like talk a little bit about like how you you know how you go through the process of uh, uh, deciding what statement you want to make on what type of beat and uh, especially yeah. in this track like uh, the irony of it and so on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even when I get beats, like I instantly start to like think of hooks and rhythms and do I want to rhyme with the pattern of the beat? Do I want to, you know, um, it's it's all you know different different things that come to me. But when I heard this this beat, that particular beat on Partying was from Slimcat seventy eight, so Washington long time Washington D C artist um, producer. Um, he has a record store and they have a lot of, you know, producer battles and it's just keeping the culture alive. And, you know, Apollo Brown and others will come through and just, you know, <laughs> you know, just magic. You know, I'm down with beat conductors as well. And, and, and also used to do a lot of beat producer battles with them hosting or emceeing. And um, the concept of, you know, like partying with a purpose, like if we, if we're going to party, um, because again, I come from the hood. We party. We have fun. We turn up. You know, we it, it's we're not we're we're not the nerdy types. You know, but at the same time, it can't just be about having a good time. Um, it, it it also has to be you know something that goes along with it. The earliest concept of hip hop culture was the block parties it was it was getting the people out coming together uniting bringing out your records and the turntables and creating this medium that has become something else now right but mm -hmm. also people would talk about issues what's going on what's going on with these landlords you're talking about the south bronx 1973 so you're talking about bombed out burnt out buildings you're talking about rats roaches hunger poverty uh you know white supremacy uh you know police officers beating and attacking people um people not having enough food so you know all of these things are going on and they're being talked about but at the same time people are having a good time nowadays when you listen to the music it's just about the party it's just about to turn up pop, pop this bottle you know take this pill you know fuck a model you know whatever you know and 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 so you're like okay yeah yeah turn up but where's the message there is there isn't going to be one you know um not the message that they want on the on the corporate radio that's not the message that they want you know trending on twitter um to go out and do something you know for the community to to you know so i'm saying the whole world could blast up but i guess we'll keep on partying because that's just the mindset that we're in now like you say, if you listen to trap music or, you know, other types of music that's out right now, you know, 
that's not they're not thinking about and then we're gonna go and we're gonna go free up all the prisoners and political prisoners you know that's not you know so i'm just trying to flip the script because again the artists that i used to listen to public enemy and dead prez and fujis and you know poor righteous teachers and you know i might not even listen to some of those artists now but back then those are the groups that i was listening to that's what was prevalent you know um brand nubian and all sorts of groups that you know today i might look at some of those groups and be like oh they're patriarchal they're homophobic they're transphobic they're misogynist you know but back then it was that or it was like two live crew or you know um you know we had nwa but on those same albums they were calling us bitches and hoes and sluts and so it's like you know it was a contradiction and so we tended to go some of us gravitated towards the more what we thought at the time was more militant um music now when i heard that prez I felt like it was the best of what came out of that old school and it pushed it forward into the 2000s and the most mm-hmm. depths and, you know, so on and so forth, the commons and all of that, uh, you know, roots. And, and, and it was a different, you know, newer, fresher sound, but still, you know, attacking the system and things of that nature. So, you know, um, and it's, and it's, it's a, I can name a million artists. There are so many artists that are out now that are even more, you know, um, saying even more you know prolific shit bamboo and all of them and yeah. you know my, my homeboy lee and 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 soul and you know it's it's so many artists that are out there um you know shutting shit down you know um talking about what's real and so yeah i i, I uh i'm just keeping that legacy alive i'm not i don't think i'm doing anything that's um that hasn't been done before. I'm just passionate about it. And, and I'm passionate about, um, getting free. So when I tell people fuck shit up, I mean, fuck this system up, shut it down. Enough is enough. We can't keep, um, trying to vote our way out of something that should have never been in the first place. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, the colonial system that we're in, you know, imperialism, capitalism, it's, it's gotta go. You, you're not yeah. going to reform this. This is stolen land. <laughs> it's not meant to be reformed, right? No, and, it's not. And that's, and that's. I mean, I'm not going to go into my history, but my my arc through coming uh, to to my political positions now has largely tried to be working within the system and then finding, like, it's, this is never going to work. Okay, try yeah. this. This is never going to work. Okay, try this. This is never going to work. And then... You ask you, when you ask yourself what works, you end up looking to Haiti. You look to Cuba. You yeah. know, you look <laughs> you look to some places where things worked, um, and yeah. it wasn't necessarily off of following the rules. But to yeah. that note, and within hip hop, I want to ask you, um, as a trans trans individual in hip hop, is is do you see your existence in the space? And especially too, it's like when you listed off all of the the, the 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 artists from the past, and that's something that like it's hard for me, especially with what like where I'm at now, to listen to a lot of hip hop music that I used to enjoy, because it's just saying things that I just don't like. I don't even want to. Li- I don't even want to hear it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you're comfortable, you know, like if if it's all right, yeah. If you know, I guess you know, just how do you see yourself? you know, existing in hip hop, you know, not versus the time that it used to be. Um, you know, things change, right? You know, people change, concepts change. Hip hop for me, 
you know, those who have followed, you know, I, I'm an indie artist, I'm an underground artist, but I got a little following, you know, a little something. Um, it, it, th- those who have been around and, 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 and know, know that I used to be in an organization that was considered to be some of the forefathers, foremothers of the hip hop culture. Right. Um, and what I learned from being in that organization, the organization, which we will not name (laughs) because I think people already know who who I'm talking about. Um, it was the first considered to be the first hip hop political organization. Um, and a lot of corruption happened in that organization. Um, and I learned from the gate that within hip hop culture, that there's always been a lot of shit that just was foul and didn't get addressed. And a lot of it was because of patriarchy and misogyny. And so a lot of people will say things like, Oh, the culture's changed is so bad now. I'm like, but do you really, really, really understand what the fuck hip hop comes from? Do you understand the conditions of the communities that hip hop came from and all the foul things that were going on and how people even got the money, some people to even buy the equipment or to, you know, appropriate the the equipment and and steal it and take it during, you know, um, riots and, and, and different things like that. Um, infamous blackout, um, that happened in New York, they, you know, they talk about this a lot. So many DJs came about after that because everybody was robbing the, 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 you know, equipment stores and taking the turntables and taking the, you know, this is a, this is a medium that comes from poverty and oppression and trauma. Um, and trying to create something beautiful in the middle of all of that shit. So hip hop has always been a bunch of, uh, you know, contradictions. Right. And, 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 and so when I identified as a woman, it was very, difficult um (laughs) you know it was difficult um to how should i put it it was shit that that even then when i was young and i'm all in the middle of it didn't didn't feel right like damn did i just say that did he just say that why did i say that but you know it was it was i'm going with the times right this is the times so i'm saying bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks too like you know what i'm saying like it it, it is what it is and and it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none and and you know all kinds of you know ridiculous shit um but the older i got the less i wanted like you said to 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 hear that shit and 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 it started to mean a lot more to me to to um what I listen to, what I put into my eardrums, what I put into, you know, like I have to go around day to day in a, in a war zone, you know, and whatever, you know, whatever community that I'm in, there's a war going on and I gotta, my mind has to be sharp. And if I'm listening to bullshit all day, I can't function, you know? So now like, honestly, I'm, I, I listen to a lot of overseas MCs and, you know, a lot of like Latin, Latin American artists and, and, and Caribbean artists and African artists, Middle Eastern artists, like, because a lot of them, their music that they churn out is still rooted in the struggle of revolution. And it's the only way that I can, or, or underground artists that are here in the United States, it's the only way I can still feel that good vibe and, and energy from the music. It's difficult. It's difficult to be um, transgender, non-conforming, queer, woman, um, disabled, poor, you know, older. It doesn't matter. It's just so much. 
um, bullshit that's wrapped up in, in the culture, um, that it makes it hard sometimes for me though i've always stayed true to who i am and and what i'm about and my message is really honestly it's it's never wavered um it it it, it's it's gonna stay the same um i'm going to have fun with the music i'm not gonna have any whack-ass beats i don't think because (laughs) you have political music that it should be a fucking snooze fest you know Mm -hmm. because again i'm still talking to the streets i'm still talking to regular folks and you know i take pride in that and and i want to be able to enjoy and listen to it um but being able to listen to some of the stuff that i used to listen to or being in those environments is is not always quite the same for me now like it was when i was younger um it's 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 it gets to be too much you know yeah but on the uh, as far as the good beats as far as the good feels because that's on the like uh i feel like karthik and i we've done a pretty good job of being able to find artists that that know that is shit can't be lame like that's it's just the bottom line is like if you're gonna make hip-hop music it can't be lame in whatever you're talking about you know it just it's got to be real but um what i love beat has to slap (laughs) right but uh, what i really like about uh travel liberation rb as an album you know i'll say that there's a lot of 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 music movement that um is a lot more it does it sounds a little bit more raw um and uh the track that I actually enjoy the most is, and, and I mean, like, I'm partying up. Um, it's, 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 I don't know, a little, it sounds more like, a, like very much of a song that kind of breaks that mold. Like, you know, like partying up where um, it makes me want to dance and move, but you're talking about, you know, the struggle, you're talking about revolutionary shit. Um, so I'll just go ahead and get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's what you were gonna play. Yeah. Seen a whole lot of people want friends. Seen a whole lot of people want bands. Seen a whole lot of people can't get what they want, so a whole lot of people pop dance. They say the means don't justify the ends. Did the ends ever justify the means? And will we end all of this hardship if we just put rich pickets in the guillotine? Really? Oh, cigarette rolls blows on the war field. Whole world torn but a mo chill. Told the doc I don't need more pills. I need more squilla, not more bills. And that ain't even me trying to get fly. That's just really re trying to get by. Everybody wanna live a good life. Even when we caught up in the hood, right? Some be bopping like it's slow mo. Some be mobbing with the fofo. Some be sitting and try to meditate. Some don't walk cause they levitate. Some don't hop, just elevate. Some don't talk cause they hella fake. Some don't stop but still ever shine. Play the back when in the moon time. Fade the black then it's goon time. Blaze the track and it's a new rhyme. You got passion, it's in due time. Same glasses with some new wine. You've been asking what you do know. Without actions, how can you grow? I see you pushing out the concrete. Did you ever know your roots, RD? I'm so proud of myself, it's just how I feel I do my dance all in the mirror because I am real And everybody want the negative, I want to chill All of this shit that I've been through, then turn me to steal And I'm so focused right now, we playing no games I have been through all the sorrow and tasted the pain Enemies trying to stop me, I won't say their names I won't give them the fame, I'll put two in a frame uh. Seen a whole lot of people want friends Seen a whole lot of people want bands Seen a whole lot of people can't get what they want So a whole lot of people pop dance Yeah, so, uh, 
Yeah. Amaru <laughs> Gross. Like, I'm telling you, that shit, it, like, it reminded <laughs> me of, like, um, with Khalifa track, I can't even think of it, but it makes me feel like a shark in the water. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yo, that's my shit, yo. Omaru's Rose pumps me up. Like, first of all, my son produced it, Sam Truth. He's an awesome artist. Um, you know, did did some touring with AG Club and, you know, been in a couple videos and stuff with them, went on the road with them on their album and um, just has their own solo projects and some, some more stuff coming out, but also just a really dope producer. And, um, yeah, he produced that and... Um, <laughs> and you know Amaru's Rose is 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 you know Amaru being Tupac Amaru Shakur um and that rose pushing through the concrete so it was I don't know I was going through some shit when I wrote it and it was kind of like me talking to myself in a way and letting myself remember who I am it's like yeah you know I'm pushing through that concrete I'm that rose I'm the I made it I made it out of you know serious odds um you know trying to make sure that i didn't make it and i did and and all the things that we go through in the process and um you know i say i'm so proud of myself that's just how i feel you know i do my dance all in the mirror because i am real and everybody want the negative i want to chill all of this shit that i've been through didn't turn me to steal like it's just really my life like it i was really going through some shit and it was just a way for me to remind myself like yo this is a long haul. This is, this is, this is a marathon. This is not some short little sprint and you got to keep pushing. And some of, some of the, some of your comrades are gone. They're locked up. They're dead. They're, they're not here anymore. So you got to continue. And so that's, that's what that song was about. And I, I could have went a whole lot of ways. I could have just made a little, just a turn up song. Right. I really? don't know why right. it ended up being yeah. more of a motivational type of turn up song though. But and yeah, you can still turn up though. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like I mean that's even better, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah. Super. Uh, but something too that like is, I, I think it's cool. So like, like when you talk about, um, you know, trying to be fly and making you know Skrilla and all that type of stuff is like actually the real reference point for most of the audience. Yeah, you know. Like yeah. that's 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 the true reference point, you know. Like growing up in Cash Money Millionaires was, you know, the big things, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. If I'm if I've got cash in hand and I'm even joking around, oh yeah, look at this man, I got fucking stacks. Yeah. I'm paying bills with those stacks. Those stacks don't last. Nah. <laughs> that's 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 the reference point for everybody else. Most um, definitely. Told the doc, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need new pills. I, I need more Skrilla, you know, because of the bills and it's real, you know, like, like, and that's real. Like you, 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 that there's a meme that always goes on, you know, around Twitter and Facebook and, you know, it's like, oh, you have these symptoms. Could you be suffering from capitalism? Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. That's why I'm depressed. That's why I have anxiety. That's why there's tensions. And on the low, why I don't come at a lot of the trap rappers and all the people is because I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to get out of the situation that they're in. And a lot of them are depressed. They are going to rap about Zannies. They are going to rap about perks and slow. And, and fucking because it's just something to relieve the pressure so while i might not want to hear that shit all day i'll be the first one to defend um why they're saying it 
I'll be the first one. I don't want anybody to listen to this and think, oh, well, she's shitting on it. No, again, it ain't even about even just coming from the hood. I live in Baltimore. Where's 300 plus fucking homicides a year? People are overdosing, you know, corrupt cops. Uh, you know, they keep making HBO shows and shit like it's, you know, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Is it fucking entertaining to the rest of the world that, that we're suffering? You know, um, uh, I don't know, but it, it, it's it's not entertaining. It's not entertaining when you have two mass, you know, uh, shootings in one day and, you know, drive-bys are happening, killing, you know, pregnant mothers. Like, shit is real, you know? So, you know, it's it's just a sense of urgency. Um and, and reality. And I know why these dudes and, 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 you know, women and men are making these tracks that they're making. Um, some of it is a cry for help. Some of it is just a ways to, to economically just do something different, um, to have some type of better future, maybe for their kids, even if it's not them, but maybe their children will be the ones I get it. I get it. And I am, I'm upset with the fucking system that, that set it up that way. And the exploitation, I'm upset with that more than anything. You know what I mean? Like why we got a trap? Why do we have to make, um, why do we have to be gangsters or why do we have to make gangster music or, you know, why can't we just, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm, I'm upset with the system that created this shit more so with them than my community, you know, um, responding, on you know with via entertainment because if if our community's not doing it's going to be in some fucking film it's going to be in some fucking right. video game yeah. and, and some dude in silicon valley is going to be a billionaire off of it and they're not facing yeah. any of the scrutiny that the hood people are are, are facing you know right. so i i don't ever want it to get twisted when i talk about the music it's just because it's low vibrational and we are bleeding and dying and so i don't want to hear that shit all day but i know why people do it and you know, fuck people who critique that more than the actual conditions that we're living in. Yeah. Right. Wow. Uh, I think like basically uh, you, you kind of uh, neatly set up the next question that I wanted to ask you, which is basically that, um, like I was saying, like your lyrics are making it explicitly clear that you're not, uh, you, you can't be confused for any artist who's operating in the mainstream because you're saying completely different stuff. Uh, and one of the things that you stand, uh, that you say, say, which stands out is land back and you make it very clear in the song, what is freedom? Uh, because you cool. kind of go into defining the contours of your freedom itself. Like you're not just, uh, you know, claiming for an empty or like, you know, you're not just cl- clamoring for an empty freedom. Uh, that people can put whatever they feel uh, into, you know, like when an, when an average mainstream artist talks about freedom or liberation or something like that, it's it's it can be anything. It can just mean making more money. It can just mean, a, you know, economic independence or like relatively uh, re- like reasonable economic stability. Uh, but in your case, you're, you have a whole song dedicated to this that d- directly gets into what you define as freedom without, you know, any kind of confusion about it. And one of the chief aspects is land back, which... Uh, uh, I, I'd like for you to talk about in terms of, uh, you know, wh- where, what it means and like how central it is to your project. Uh, but like, let's hear a little bit of that song and then uh, we, we'll have you talk about it. Okay. This land is not 
Sacho land. This land is Taino, Inuit, Mexican, Turtle Island. Africans was kidnapped by the white man who was settlers, not immigrants. Now you want a flight ban? Tell me that's not ignorance. My diligence keeps me militant. The U.S. presidents, they was always terrorists. The pigs chase us so much, we stays hella fed. Pour up the liquors for the dead and then the Ellis split. They bust the shanty in his dread when his mama cry. Now tell me what is freedom when we always traumatize. I watch your boy bleed through right in front of me. The life expectancy for black youths is troubling. At times we're stumbling, show me where the money be. Ain't in our bank accounts, but corporations bumbling. What is freedom? My ligaments stick through tenements Where ignorance is bliss and frail But still not feeling it What the hell? The cells are filled with pigmentation Still operating as plantations I'm from Virginia What ain't ish to do but burn the plantation down For the overseers come and leave your man's facing down Hit the underground, Amtrak You call it a railroad We just want that land back Supremacists, nemesis won't let us prosper But keep it proper Drink your water and clean your choppers See, I can split the lotus If you have a cloudy chakra be hunting all the rich folks, but not up in your opera. Fist up in the air, air. bullets in the chamber. King sniping black messiahs, trying to stop them in their mages. What is freedom? I can't explain with so much pain is weighing heavy on my mind. Put us in chains and then you wonder why we're running all the time. How want my babies to be free so they can glow and they can shine. Freedom for me and mine. Yeah, that's the jam right there. <laughs> that's the song right there. Yeah, um, land back is exactly what it means, and 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 it and you know we for those you know listening right now we're on occupied Turtle Island. This is Piscataway land that I'm on. Uh, right now, I come from, you know, what they call Virginia, colonized. You know, this whole country is 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 stolen land. And I am the descendants of the people whose land was stolen and the people who were stolen. So when I say land back is exactly what I mean. And it also means not just um, for the indigenous people of Turtle Island and the Afro-indigenous people I am speaking of as well, because Quite often, Afro-Natives, Afro-Indigenous people get left out of the conversation. I'm speaking about us as well. But also the the concept of land back, period, because even the Africans who were brought to um, and ended up becoming Maroons, like the Great Dismal Swamp Maroons that have, you know, inspired my movement, my music, my life that I lived not far from when I was growing up as a child. That is the history of, you know, who my people are and what we come from. Um, we were indigenous beings in the lands that we were in um, before we were brought in, in, in to, you know, build up the capital for the capitalism that we have today. So, um, yeah, it's land back. It's literally land back. The land, everything that came out of it, all of the, the, the money that was made from the intensive labor that was stolen, all of it. And it's really a call to decolonize and people use the term so much it's become hollow and 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 it doesn't have any substance behind it um you know literally you know i don't want to say but so much but you know like 
we cannot go on in the manner that we are going on. There is an inevitable result, right, to so many million people wanting to perfectly fine with people starving, being tortured in prison, um, oppressing people, not allowing people to have bodily autonomy. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but do, do we honestly think in addition to, uh, you know, fossil fuels, you know, and, and the, and the fucking whole earth cooking, like it's in a microwave. Do we honestly think that we can continue in this manner? And do we honestly think that the people who are currently in control are going to like usher us into a, a, a more beautiful, better time, right? Fuck no. It means take yeah. this shit back and people have to, you know, we have to have autonomy, not just in our body, but in our land and where we are, you know? And so there's been such, such anti-indigeneity, anti-indigenous, uh, like the world has disrespected the first people around the world. It doesn't matter what continent you go. Every single continent is disrespecting, has taken the land, has murdered, slaughtered, stolen from indigenous people. And the indigenous people around the world are the caretakers of the earth. When we were in control, the earth did what it needed to do to replenish itself. Now we have people who are at war with the, with the earth and the beings on the earth. And so we are rapidly heading to destruction. And it's not, you know, this dystopian is, is it's not a It's not science fiction anymore. It's not a, a comic book. It's not a Mad Max. It's not a, you know, it, in fact, when they make dystopian films now, shit's kind of not entertaining anymore because it's what we're fucking dealing with. Like the, it, it became a point when I was watching black mirror, when it was like, huh, huh, huh. Uh, yeah, or yeah, the or yeah, the purge, yeah. you know the purge, and, and and just name any. I'm a big science fiction person. I'm a big comic book person, anime person. So you can name any fucking thing that's set in some dystopian future, and it's like, nah, that's right fucking now. So you know, um, it's taking it back from the greedy capitalists who don't give a damn about the very planet itself, baking, cooking, you know, um. And, 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 and replenishing and, and, re, re, you know, getting things right again, getting back on course, coming out of patriarchy back into a matriarchal sort of, of, of um, lineages that we had that were about replenishing the earth. Um, it's just it just can't go on the way that we're going on. And so for me, there is no real freedom if we have to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again with the same leadership in place like that's just not going to work so that 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 that's what freedom is 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 all about that particular track um my children are now adults and now have targets on them you know we have babies some of us and we watch our children become endangered species in front of our eyes this shit is real so when I make tracks about freedom, it isn't no fucking freedom fries or some wispy shit that they say, you know, the Trumpkins and the Republicans and even the liberals. They just it, it means nothing when they say freedom. It means nothing when they say resistance. Right. You know, we mean this yeah. from a revolutionary stance of a radical stance, grasping from the roots and completely turning this shit over. 
So that's that's what I'm talking about. And that's something like when people like you mentioned, you know, some some words and you're saying like Landback is like losing its uh impact because like some people are just saying it, you know, like using it. Um but uh and that's something too is like radical. You know, it's it's not something for Tony Hawk, you know, like it's not a snowboarding thing or some shit. Yeah. It's yeah. dealing with the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and like when you see things, when you see things, you know, as they are, and you do something radical, it shouldn't be, you know, seen synonymous as, as dangerous, right? You're dealing with the root of the problem. Yeah. You know? And so we look at what are the, what is the root of the problem? Many of the ills that we've talked about uh, <laughs> thus far, and like a lot of it is just, the, it's capitalism. It's you know? capitalism. It's, 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 and like, I mean, there's something that, it, it you know easily could be said like is it you know we get rid of capitalism is going to solve all all the fuck all the problems no we still got to deal with the problems that capitalism created climate crisis is, is, exactly. is something that's going to have to be dealt with um but then also too it's like that like that that just historic trauma what it's done to human culture you know oh. and and trying to reverse that is something that and like really too it's like it's not just like having the the, the point is one or a few should not have the power over the we, right? Absolutely it's going to have to be we making the decisions to solve our problems. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, that, look I at us now. Been... Look at the time that we're in right now. And, and, you know, we just had another white supremacist, you know, yeah. call it what the fuck it is, a massacre. Okay? I'm furious. You know? I'm fucking furious. Like, we... <sighs> Artists, some of you artists out there, I don't know who's going to end up listening to this. Some of you are fucking cowards, okay? You don't say anything that will mess up your overhead, your money coming in, your appearances. You don't say anything. You don't do anything with your music, you know? I'm not one of those type of artists. I'm an underground artist. I'm an independent artist. I'm free. I can say what I want. I'm furious. I'm tired of, of, of the same thing over and over again. And people are are, are pretending, you know, well, what's wrong? I don't get it. I like, are you kidding me? Are you, are you kidding me? We, we uphold this very country by genocide, by fucking genocide, by mass incarceration and torture. It is offensive that people pretend to not know what's going on. And if we don't change this, it's only going to get worse. I myself do not want to live cowering and and, in terror and and constantly stressed. It's no way to live, you know? So when I say freedom, when I talk about land back, that's, it's, it's urgent, it's yeah. right now. It's not like we don't really have more years to give to this process. What do you do? People want the damn boots marching in the streets. Do you need to see them dressed like what military marching down the street? I mean, is it not enough what we already have? What more do you need to see tanks? Because I grew up with tanks. I grew up with paramilitary. I grew up with people's doors getting kicked down and they're doing all that shit again. I grew up with that. I don't need to see any more of that. I don't need to see any more curb stompings from skinheads and white supremacists and, and Patriot acts and, and whatever new, you know, you know, uh, you know, 
whatever, whatever the hell. I don't need any new laws, any new anything putting us into camps and, and you know, Guantanamo. I don't need to see anything new. For mm. me, fascism is right here, right fucking now. It's not, it's, it's not, I'm not speaking figuratively. I mean, it is, you know, I mean, it is what it is. And if we don't overturn it, I don't think people really grasp how horrible it can actually get. It can get worse than it already is. And for some of us, it can't even get any worse than this. It's already as bad as, you know, like what, what more can they do to us? But it can get worse. And I just don't want to see that happen. And I just wish people would wake the wake up, you know, like, I'm really pleading with people like to just wake up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like the uh, thing is just a pleading. Uh, but I do want to say to uh, listeners, I did open up uh, for calls, so if you want to, you know, chime in or with any questions, comments, um, and I guess you know the broad range of some of these music organizing, or you know, I guess like just the importance of overthrowing capitalism so that the all beings of this earth can, can continue to live on this earth uh we will i guess field all of those uh but uh sorry were you, were you about to say something yeah um there was somebody who called in right at the beginning of the show so i hope that they uh call in now because like no, we just we just opened uh but but even before that i just wanted to uh, especially, uh, you know, poignant that you're calling out uh, all of the artists and, and why they're cowards, because I've always like had this, uh, you know, unreasonable sort of expectation uh, at any given point in time that like the people who have the pl- power and the platform actually will do or say something about it. Uh, but like increasingly, it seems uh, that the only reason that they have the platform is because they would never in a million years say something to that effect. Um, and so mm-hmm. it, I as somebody who's like, you know, clearly this is not a, you know, a show on uh, a big magazine or a, this is an independent show. We feature independent artists and we're trying to do something where we can actually collect all of these artists and uh, document the work uh, through these conversations and the the politics and the worldviews and everything. So uh, in in your uh, view, how do you see uh, the independent artists actually making a dent on this scene like because right now like we're barely able to you know like survive uh and or like get our work noticed uh by enough number of people uh some artists do very well for themselves but at the end of the day like the ones who actually can sustain a career and and you know uh, live well uh, enough to contribute to back to the community uh, eventually turn out to be the artists who um would never in a million years want to engage in a project like this so What's your uh, kind of like strategy when you when you come to you know navigate the realities of the music business and uh, um, how do you you know recommend or like what do you what do you think other artists should be looking out for like what what's your kind of plan um, in in the, having the independent artists uh, you know have more of a say in the in in the in the way things are. Um, you know, for me, music is. For one, it's my culture, and for two, it's it's a means to the ends. <laughs> Do the ends ever justify the means? That's funny. I sound like I'm quoting myself, but um, it's a way to reach people, right? It's a medium, just like social media and 
you know, literature and, you know, there's different types of mediums. I, I'm a photographer. I'm, I'm trying to get into doing short dots and documentaries. It's all a way to reach people. It's all political propaganda for me. And the way I navigate is that I am an organizer. I, I, I am a, I am a maroon. I am an anarchist um, in the classical sense. And so this work that I'm doing is part of my everyday being out and about in the community. And so people support my music because they see me out in the community. They, you know, um, I might be doing mutual aid. I might be in the middle of a fight with some white supremacists. I might be teaching a class. I mean, you know, I might be facilitating, um, uh, um, you know, something I might, um, be creating a space. I, I might be documenting our history. Um, so it, it's so many different things that I do in addition to the music so that it, it, it spreads it out to a wide range of people. And it all, and it all, and it all will circle back to the music. All of these different groups that I might encounter within our community, they're all going to be able to, you know, have a connection to the music that I make. And for me, so that's, that's, that's what's a little bit different, you know, for me. Um, it's not just, I'm not just in it to make some money. In fact, the project, that project, that particular project used to go back into, and still does, um, into the food, clothing and resistance, collective mutual aid and community mm. programs. So, mm -hmm. um, like, you know, we, we hate capitalism, but we still have to be able to raise, you know, funds. And so, um, the music was a way to raise funds to be able to do community work. So it all just, it's just one circle. Right. And so you'll hear some people say, well, I don't know. You know, I want to be more involved, but I don't know how to reach people because you're not around the fucking people. You're not, how are you going to reach people when you're not even around them? You mm -hmm. know, um, so, so that, that, you know, marketing, I don't even know half the time. Like I just, I'm just a straight shooter. I, I say what I, I don't try to come up with some concept. Like I say what the fuck I feel. I say, you know, what I'm going through. If I'm, if I'm, I'm in the middle of, you know, a certain form of resistance, I'm going to talk about that. Um, and you know, present it all out there. I'm passionate. I'm serious. And I found that I get support mm. and probably more support than some people get. And I don't even really, um, promote it. I don't really, I'm not even like, I'm not even that type of artist. Like I do the music and then I go about my day to day of organizing and people discover the music. They're like, damn, how come I haven't heard about this? Cause I didn't really put an effort to really promote it or the, the label that I was on. It was an indie label and we, we didn't have the budget to do this or do that. Um, Selling this and selling that has never been an issue, you know, for me. Um, in fact, you know, I sell on Bandcamp. I tell people, pay what you want. Some people have paid three hundred dollars for Trap Liberation Army. I got receipts. Hmm. Let me say that again. I'm an independent artist with no big, big, you know, label or anything behind me. Why would somebody give me three hundred dollars for Trap Liberation Army? Because they support the the work, the movement you know, the organizing, the, the realness that, that I'm bringing to the stage. So I don't know what to tell other people, 
how to how to hustle and how to do this. Like you've never had it so good where you could just download a program on your computer, get a freaking um a uh, 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 microphone and send it to somebody who doesn't even live in this country. You can send it to somewhere else. Like I've sent something to UK and got it mixed down. It was on stuff in Britain. Like you've never had it this easy to produce music and like take advantage of that. You've never had it so easy where you have free media, social media, and you can build up your following. Um, take advantage of it is all I can say. Take advantage of being out in your community while you still can before you're gentrified out and outpriced out and you can't be there. Take advantage of it, you know, be here and be present. And, 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 and that's all I can tell anybody because that's what I did. I took advantage of the ability to be able to record and to collaborate with people. Some of these people I haven't even face to face met yet. Some of them mm -hmm. I have. Um, the next thing you know, it's interviews, it's, it's documentaries, it's, it's, you know, you know, people wanting to collaborate and, and, and wanting to support with funds. And so it's, it's been a blessing for me because honestly, once I started to do the music more, that's when I got more support with the political work that I was doing. I, mm. I, more traction, more funds, more ability to do things because I started doing music. When I was just doing political organizing, it's like, oh God, how many pennies do we have? We need to, we need to go out and get something. And it's like, fuck, we don't have enough funds to do this. Should we sell some zines? You know, I got tired of just selling zines and I was like, well, why don't I just make an album? And this says the same thing the zine would say. And it, it resonated. I can't say that everybody can do that because maybe people don't want to hear what the fuck they have to say, you know? Um, so maybe you need a gimmick and maybe you need a, someone behind you and, and, you know, um, but for myself as an independent, you know, artist who's a political being, that's how I do it. That's why it has resonated. That's why our organization is still going six, six years after police raids, people leaving, people coming, people going, it's still here. We're still, we're still active. Um, we had thousands of listens on our podcast. The podcast Maroon cast is coming back. Um, I'm just, it, it, I don't have a gimmick, you know, I don't have, I don't have a magic solution for the independent artists other than to be true and real to what you're saying. And, and it, it, if it resonates, it resonates. If you're talented and your beats aren't garbage, it will resonate. <laughs> you know, that's, that's all I can say. Some of y'all got garbage beats and your lyrics are whack. And so, you know, I'm just being real. <laughs> that's why nobody's supporting it. Cause it's not good music. That's, that's the hurdle, right? You know, like it's, you know, like you said, right. You can find producers, you can find avenues, you can make music in all types of innovative and, and, and cheaper ways. But, I mean, not everybody can hear a good beat when it's played. And I would say most people aren't able to flow like you are. So, uh, yeah, maybe just, you know, just join an organization and hope somebody cares. <laughs> <laughs> get get in an organization, get, 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 you know, get in a collective and, 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 and getting a mute, get in a music collective. I will say that. Like I didn't come up from a vacuum. I was around artists my whole life as well as around revolutionaries. So, mm -hmm. so we, you know how they say still sharp and still, Get in a collective. If you really want to improve 
uh, what you're doing. Don't try to do it alone. Get in a collective of other artists, improve your art, improve your craft, and it'll also help out your reach and your ability to get from A to Z. Uh, don't know how to travel to get here, you know, everybody pitch in and figure out how to book yourself a little tour and, you know, go to different places and, 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 and you know, play these bars and these these outside venues and, and you know, spread your art around, you know, have a reach. Um, don't try to do it all on your own. I would say um, it doesn't really work. Um, it, it just, it, it, you'll burn yourself out. You need help. You need support. So you don't need a label, but to be in a, a artist collective, I think is extremely important, not just for musicians, for writers, for, you know, actors, actresses, um, you know, um, producers, get in a collective. It really does help. And it can help create a vibe and a scene. Um, I call it the book of RZA. <laughs> mm -hmm. okay. The book of RZA, yeah. I need you to expand on that for for, for I some mean, that may not get it. Sheesh, man, <laughs> I feel old even saying it. But for those of y'all who ain't up on uh, Wu Tang Clan and the methodology that RZA used, I mean, he has a book, I think, or he he might break some of that down. But he's he's just he he basically created this core group of of friends. They were friends. They were homeboys. Different parts of New York, you know, Brooklyn, Shaolin, you know, you know, Staten Island, you know, and coming together. They were more powerful than they would have been as individual solo artists, but coming together gave them the buzz where they were able to all get independent record deals. And that was like so unheard of at the time and kind of even now still. Um, and so many people ended up copying that blueprint, but they never really could do it as well as I think RZA did, um, with the Wu-Tang Clan. And so it's like, yeah, get you, get you a sick ass click and go all out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that I think is, is, is a part of the whole collectivist thing as an anarchist. We're all about, you know, our individual freedoms and our autonomy, but we're also big on collective working with folks and, 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 and figuring out solutions together. Give me your mic. All right. All right. You got the, you got the turntable. Okay. You got the, you know, and just putting it all together. That is classic hip hop culture. If we want to talk about hip hop, that's all RZA was doing was just perfecting it for the nineties and, and the two thousands. And so somebody that's out now just do the same thing. You know, um, there have been lots of successful collectives that have come out um, in the last decade or so. Yeah, what's what's kind of also, I think, uh, maybe a more contemporary uh, modification to this uh, is like how you said you know, all the proceeds from uh, Trap Liberation Army were donated to um, an organization right uh, or a, or a program. And uh, right. what's what's kind of interesting is that like we're kind of becoming more acquainted with terms such as mutual aid uh, through the model of mm -hmm. crowd crowdfunding and like that's kind mm -hmm. of paved the way for a lot of people to come into you know uh, the grips with this concept of mutual aid and uh, whatnot and I feel like uh, what, what's really um, a way especially if you notice in the in the bourgeois consumption economy uh, there is like a, a tendency to want to consume stuff that the, the ethical consumption thing where they want to actually listen to stuff and purchase things that are um, going to causes and so on, uh, which is why, like, I've always kind of been uh, amazed that more artists don't 
openly like just engage in stuff like this it's like what if your uh, album just totally uh, funded some program or, or something like that and especially if you're yeah. if you're an artist who's made it to a reasonably successful level and i find that like especially through a collectivizing effort uh, we are able to you know create something like that which could easily power like a a small movement uh, of organ organizers and community workers like engaging in a in a in a constructive project uh which is something that yeah and i'm i'm really happy to hear that you know you're sub sub supporting through your art uh artists oh. usually ask for support but artists also kind of need to understand that they have the ability to command or like uh raise enough money to to fund and support themselves as well as like a cause that they believe in and i feel like your work is kind of serving as a cool model and a blueprint of that uh in addition okay. to the collectivizing uh, I, I appreciate that because um you know it's not and i and i call it the book of rizza but if you you know if you really look at like 60s and 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 70s and you know um even if even even within like the black panther party they even had their own group you know that they would put out they would put out their own albums um the whole concept of political party and i got from the revolutionaries of the 60s because they would have events you know they would have fundraisers they would have parties and they'd be drinking smoking like turning up and and they'd have buckets that they're walking around and they're you know donating i have a poster in my house where it's like this big ass party and they're like giving out groceries and it's like all these bands and shit and one of the names of the bands up there that the black panther party was having this fundraiser for you know with was the grateful dead this was like way back in the day grateful dead yep. like this was yep. like 68 69 like yep. early days so i'm like holy shit like you know but it, that was nothing for um artists and actors and actresses to give to the revolutionary causes to speak um you know i think marlon brando was at bobby bobby um bobby hutton's uh, funeral you know little bobby hutton um you know just it was it was different and so we we want to see more artists do things like that today that's not just for show that's not just for a camera moment but to sincerely just give you know Aretha Franklin offered money to get Angela Davis you know out you know out of jail and you know we can we can go on and on and on for days Ossie Davis and Ruby D and so many people were you know integrated into the hardcore struggle not just the civil rights more you know um um palatable for some uh struggle because it wasn't for the white supremacists they didn't care if you wore a suit or you wore a beret like you were an enemy to the state in their opinion but um even to the more radical groups you would have really popular people Harry Belafonte Sidney Poitier and others giving to the cause and and musicians you know playing you know so it's a it's it's music is a tool it can be used um to generate funds to to help out our community and to do so many things art in general can do that and i just wish people um realize the power that they have with art um it's not just for entertainment it can be it can do so many things and i've seen it i've lived it i'm living it i've lived it my entire life um and 
yeah, it's just, it, it, sometimes it boggles my mind how, how I could say something and it won't resonate the same until I do it in, you know, like uh, music or, you know, something like that, or do it in some type of artistic way, then it resonates so much more. So I'm just taking, you know, the medium that I have, the gifts that I have, just to be able to do what we need to do. Um, somebody needs to drop some money on us <laughs> and just, just, you know, make it easier. But until then, I just have to do what I have to do and, and make the music that, um, you know, keeps everything going. And, uh, you know, inspires people to, to do it themselves, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to give one last call out <laughs> to any of the listeners. If you want to call in, uh, ask a question, um, make a comment. Now is the chance. Now is your time. And this is the thing too. It's like, as soon as I say, if you, here it is. All right. Okay. So first caller, Okay, hello. My bad. This is my first time using this. Okay. Oh, no, uh, this is your all good. We can hear you. Okay, cool. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. I love the show. Listen, um, Simile, big fan. You talked a little bit about getting $300 for, for your album on Bandcamp. And I was wondering if you could perhaps maybe talk a little more about how reparations could look for non-Indigenous and non-Black people like what kind of actions they can take and you know um just what reparations looks like outside of the framework of the state thanks oh yeah it can look like support um utilizing their skill sets like if you're a graphic designer uh, if you're good with um you know coding um, if you have access to weapons, if you know how to train people with weapons, if you are a martial arts expert and you know how to train people with martial arts, if you know how to teach people how to do agriculture and, you know, farming, um, if you know how to help people set up community farms, um, if you, if you have, I mean, I know when I talk to people about, you know, the things that they can offer, you know, to the struggle. I, I usually say trains, planes, and automobiles and buildings, and people think I'm joking. And that, you know, that shit pisses me off that people think I'm joking. I'm not joking. I'm dead ass serious. Give everything that you have, what anything and everything that you that you possibly have <laughs> that is useful. Because if you look in the past, that is how people want. You look at, um, you know, the resistance. Let's say. Uh, Let's say World War II, since people like to use that always as a reference. We talk a lot about World War II as if it was just this military machine that just was like, you know, sliding it over the, the globe, you know, the little chess pieces. And, you know, it was every day a real resistance, people doing all sorts of things, all sorts of tasks, adding in to be able to make I mean, I won't say that, you know, fascism is still around, Nazism is still around. I mean, but to a certain extent for that particular war to end, that, that particular effort to end, that ended up becoming neocolonialism and everything else afterwards. But it took a lot of people um, to step up 
people who had never worked in factories before, people who had never worked in fields before, people who have never carried a gun before. You know, people had to step up. People gave their wealth, their time, their whatever their education and skills were. That's what can be given to, in particular, I'm glad you said that, you know, black, brown, indigenous people um, who are dealing with colonialism and white supremacy in this, this colonized society. That should be given by the people who are settlers, settler descendants, and colonizers. I don't care if you're anti-racist. I don't care if you're anti-fascist. I don't care if you call yourself those things. If you're not giving the material support, the, the funds, if you're not you know, spreading the words in any way, shape, or form that you possibly can, then it's just a word. It means absolutely nothing. You, you, you can envision yourself as John Brown, but if you're not doing John Brown actions, what are you doing? You know, so I'm tired of cosplay and people patting themselves on the back. Shit's still what it is. It still is what it is. There's still, um, we, we need so much and in particular in impoverished gentrified communities. We need so much. We have children going to schools um, with no air condition when it's hot, no heat when it's, I mean, like we need so fucking much that I often get exasperated asking for it over and over and over again, because I'm still waiting for the building. Y'all, those of those who know me and know that we had a space called Maroon house. If you followed and you seen that, you know, we got raided, things didn't go well after that. We ended up leaving that space. We haven't had a space since then. That was an open community space that the people could go for political education, for community building, for skill sets, to get free food, clothing, um, toiletries, household items. People came, they dropped stuff off nonstop. And, and people came and picked things up nonstop. There was never an end of people dropping things off and people coming to get it. We constantly need that in the revolutionary struggle. Those of us who aren't just taking funds and buying mansions or paying our family members extensive con, you know, um, you know, money and, 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 you know, bullshitting the people and creating items that, you know, aren't going back into the, into the movement, you know, those of us who are really about this shit, we ask over and over again. We put up GoFundMes. We have products. You know, people know what the fuck we need. They know. Are you willing to, to, to do it? Are you willing to give it? That's a whole other thing. But there's no way that, and I'm speaking directly to, you know, white people right now. There's no way you don't know what black, brown, indigenous people need. There's no way, especially if you're affluent, there's no fucking way you don't know that you're affluent because we are not. And because what has been done to make sure that we are not systemically, how much more do we have to teach about this? You know, it becomes defensive after a while. So give everything. How do you give reparations? Give up all your shit. I mean that. And when I say land back, I mean it. When I say give up what you have, I mean it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm never playing around with this. There's a sense of urgency. People got that in the sixties and the seventies and in the eighties and the nineties, people are forgetting how fucking urgent things are. You know, we've lost a million people during COVID. I don't, I thought that that would be a catalyst right? 
for people to understand how much we need each other and how much some people really have a lot and others have absolutely nothing. But it doesn't seem to have resonated much, not like I thought it would. So it's still needed. There's not a single revolutionary, radical, black, brown, indigenous group out there right now that doesn't constantly need vehicles, buildings, skill sets, money, whatever. So give it to them without them having to tap dance for you and pat you on your back about how good a settler you are. We don't need that. Let's be real. Big ups to the Weather Underground for doing what they needed to do, following the lead of black, brown, indigenous people. And just shutting the fuck up when they had to shut the fuck up and just do what was asked and what was needed. Without ego, without pride, without privilege. Now, I'm not saying everyone in the Weather Underground, but there were certain people who went above and beyond. And there have been other groups and other people. And, you know, we need more of that. We need more of that. So... And if you need to know how you can donate to me, you know, I I hope we can put some links or something up when we put this show up. You can definitely donate to Maroon Movement and Food Clothing Resistance Collective. We've been doing this work for six years from D.C. to Baltimore and even into Virginia. So we're we're, we're not playing with it. Yeah, I think, like, part of the issue, too, is, uh, like... uh reparations at least in the, the, the liberal idea of things it's like <laughs> oh well there's this you know debt that needs to be paid and then to pay the debt and then here you go um and a putting some type of like monetary uh you know valuation on like just the hundreds of years of chattel slavery of apartheid state there's not there's, enough money in the world that can exactly, do that. Right. Like what needs to happen is, you know, is, is actual justice. And like, that's things like what, what, when, when people say like what real justice is, it's not a repayment. You can't justice isn't making, you know, you can't reverse time. Right. You can't, you can't undo a blow, you know? Um, but what the justice comes into creating the society where these things can never happen again. And you, you need know, money for that. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not a handshake. It's not thoughts and prayers. You know, yeah. it isn't it, it, like we need material shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we need we. So when I ask for this thing, it's not because I, I want to be a capitalist. It's not because you know what I'm saying? It's because we need those things. People need food, clothing, shelter. People need that shit. And, and, and it shouldn't even cost. Right. We shouldn't have to pay for the things that we're asking for because those things shouldn't shouldn't have to. You know what I'm saying? So there are certain things that just makes no sense. Why are we paying for water? Why are we paying for, you know what I'm saying? Utilities, medical, education, things that are supposed to be a benefit for all of humanity. Right. But we're making you chisel that out bit by bit. And then you owe all this fucking money back, you know, especially if you get educated. Well, sure. Better your life. But you're going to owe a debt for the rest of your fucking life. Like, come on. What kind of society? How? What in the world? Why did we even agree to that you know societal contracts that we make why are we allowing this to to take place it doesn't even make sense 
But in order to topple this shit down, people need food in their bellies and, and shoes on their feet. So they need material items. But no, that is not the solution, but it is a part of the process to get to. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. That's why uh, Black Panther Party started the, 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 the free breakfast program. You know? And, and the United Order of Tents started doing mutual aid soon as slavery ended. Because now you had all of these freed Africans who were hungry, without shelter, and had no place to go. And many of them rotated right back into the, the exact same plantations that they had been liberated from. Right back into uh, sharecropping. Right back into the system. And that's how they do us in the hood. You rotate through these horrible schools and you go through what you go through. You might go through the penal system and you come back into the streets and then you go right back into the, you know, the, the penal system. And it's just, you know, um, you know, it is what it is. It's just a never ending door. We don't have the things that we need and we end up doing certain things to get it. And we just stay trapped. To me, that's the real trap. It isn't selling some fucking, you know, drugs. The trap is this society that it and, and 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 not having the things that we need to be able to shut all this shit down, um, and it's going to you know, take that, a lot. That it reminded me of a story I read um, earlier today about uh, uh, someone he did OD'd and you know, ended up dying uh, while they were uh, in Rikers. They're being held in Rikers Island. Um, not charged with the crime, right? Just couldn't afford bail yeah. to end up dying in the prison from a drug overdose. Yeah. And like this, I mean, we, I mean, this is, it's just Wednesday, right? This is Wednesday <laughs> in America. Yeah. Yeah. But when you actually think about that, paupers prisons, you know, prisons like, for the poor, right? This is the, like, and how is it you have a war on drugs, you have a prison to keep people from doing and selling drugs, and people are ODing in this prison that are not even charged with the crime of doing drugs? Like, And how, how, is, it that the, how is it that the military that's bringing the drugs in pretends that they're raiding others to stop the, to, like, give me a fucking break. Give me a break. Every time we invade a, a region of land, that's the that's the drug crisis we end up in. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But now, now since since they've tried to cut down so much on their competitors, the synthetic the synthetic market is something they can't even control. They can't control that shit. And and beyond that, fentanyl. Um. And we had a hundred thousand people overdosed. We are in a cri- We are in the biggest drug crisis that we've ever been in. In the middle of a recession, inflation, pandemic. factory shutdown, pandemic with a million people. I mean, like, look at where we are right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a lot going on. It's a lot to process, and a lot of people are burnt out. They're tired. It's like you can't even catch your breath. But we still have to have. And when I realized the government wasn't going to do shit for us during COVID, I didn't even blink. All right, let's go. All right, let's get it. Mutual aid, let's go. You know? And that's, you know, that's, I think that's like something that's important where, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it might be good to get down into like the um brass tacks of just and like and actually too it's like on, on a thing i saw on like one of your sites there's just like a like a how-to guide how to get this shit started up um which that's what's really beneficial you know uh because i don't know it just makes people comfortable like i'm just saying you know like can can i do this you know somebody else did it. can i do this in my own community and just some of the steps to go about yeah. it but um I we're getting another caller maverick all right cool so i'm actually calling in from my uh computer not my uh phone oh so just, maybe they got that working i don't know huh check it out to make sure that works but anyway it it is my birthday so i am having i maybe had a couple more drinks than i should have but uh <laughs> so i talked to my mom right like 60s mom from uh the bay area you know back in the angela davis days and I, I actually told her, and I pulled her back from her Obama shrine <laughs> that she had in her house. And I told her, if you're afraid of the, uh, the, the abortion ban, Obama had every chance to pull us back from that ban. Yeah. He had every chance to codify, you know, Roe versus Raid. Didn't do that. He had every chance to legalize the... Uh, uh, marijuana, legalize all legal drugs and, you know, pull people back for non-legal offenses. And she was like, yeah, he would have. And, and and I've never, I've never actually got to that point where she was actually going to agree with me. <laughs> so, so I'm actually really surprised I never got that far, but I, I don't know where we go from here. I, I seriously don't know where we go from here. I, I know the, uh, the, uh, the the killings happen. They're not going to stop. They haven't happened. It's an extension of lynchings. It's an extension of, you know, cross burnings on people's front yards. But I honestly don't know where we go from here. And, and and she actually said the same thing. I mean, she she was there, like, the first one of the first black families to move to the Bay Area and had crosses burned on their yards. And she did not where to go. And I, I don't know where to go either. I don't know if this is a question uh, well, <laughs> or a statement, but happy still. Happy birthday, though. Uh, oh, very happy. <laughs> you know, it, and I'm sure. I, the only thing I say is, like, I have we got a lot of callers. Uh, should we, like, uh, let the others? Is it a queue, or can you have other people uh, join in or something? It's like just that? a queue. Where so are these yeah, callers coming from? <laughs> yeah. But I would say nobody, you know, Fred Hampton didn't know. John Brown didn't know. You know, Paul Robeson didn't know. You know, when we talked to Gerald Horn about Paul Robeson, uh, some dude called him out and said, what the hell are you doing, rich artist person? You're not a part of the people. And then Paul Robeson internalized that and just started to try. I made mistakes along the way. Um, so that's the only thing. Is like, I mean, that, like that's the thing that's shitty, I guess, is... There's, 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 there's principal things that we can do in our everyday life, but really, yeah, 
our revolution is still new, right? Yeah, and it's an ongoing process. Um, it's a war. It really is a war. Start by thinking about it as a war. I think people have this really odd perception about what we're actually in. It's almost like the matrix. And it's almost as if people are convincing themselves that, again, this is going back to the dystopian thing, that it's not that. Well, it's well, it's not 1930-something Germany. Well, well, it's not. It's not, you know. It is all of those things and then some. And it has been for 400 fucking years. Stop lying to yourselves, first of all. Where do you go? Let's start with not lying to yourselves about the seriousness of, of, of what we're in. Second of all, put your ego aside and learn to work with other people. We're, 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 again, we're not going to do this by some solitary figure. Guess what? We never have. You, do you think Huey P. Newton did everything by themselves? Do you think it was just Kwame Ture? Do you think it was just, you know, uh, you know, Asada by herself or, 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 you know, like everybody had support systems, movements, organizations, even if they were just temporary, uh, you know, came together for a year or two, three years, putting out manifestations manifestos, teaching, you know, connecting, traveling overseas, linking and training, like, like, you know, let's be serious and real about this shit. If we, if we took it more seriously, if we took it with a sense of urgency, if you felt that your life was on the line, again, I thought people would do that during the pandemic. People didn't even treat the, the heaviest part of the two years that we went through with the most deaths, seriously. So, of course, they're not going to take it now when there's less deaths, but there's still deaths. And it's still risk of long-term damage to your organs. And people honestly don't give a damn, right? So, I can't speak about the rest of the world. I've lived in Egypt but I, you know, I, I, I'm an American citizen on paper, you know, um, I live in the United States of America, which is just colonized turtle Island. You know, um, I live in a, I live in an empire, the modern empire, the modern Roman empire. And I just would like to see people look at it like that and start to do the things that we need to do in order to have an infrastructure. Um, if we need food, clothing, housing, all of these things just to get to B, then to get to C, then to get to D, then let's do that. But let's not keep acting like this is something that can be pushed to another generation. It's so unfair. It's so unprincipled. It's so cowardly. We need to handle what needs to be handled now. It's, again, I, it's a sense of urgency. I feel something coming, y'all. I feel something coming and we are not prepared. The left is not prepared. I've been saying this on every damn program. We are not prepared because we're not thinking that we're in a war hmm. and they will wipe us out just like that. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's the thing too, is that they, 
they will create the environment into which an 18-year-old. Because like, that's the thing that's fucking wild. 18, yo. This you ain't even experienced but so much shit by 18. You mean you had that right? much rage and anger that you planned out some elaborate thing like this at 18? Wow. Um, hundreds of miles? You drove hundreds of miles? Come on, yo. And then, pause. Let's pause. That 18-year-old had the determination to do all of that, and we can't get the left (laughs) to even sit down at a table without arguing over ideology. That says a lot. Say that again. That says a fucking lot that this 18-year-old with his, you know, manifestos and all of that stuff was more organized than some of the people who run their mouth all the time. You know, like, something's disconnecting with the radicals right now. There is a disconnect between what we say and what we do and what it looks like on the ground and how it resonates in our communities. There is a disconnect. That's all I'm saying. That's what I mean by a sense of urgency. If we had that sense of urgency and that sense of seriousness, and dare I say that sense of military, you know, militant, you know, understanding, then we would be approaching this in a whole other way. Right. And there are some that are big up to the comrades that are, you know who you are, big up to you, but I know you're tired and I know you need help. So some other people are going to have to come to that realization. And I mean, soon. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a couple of other callers too, which is pretty uh, wild. Like we usually get like one or two. Now we have two people lined up. Uh, do you think you'd be... Ask your questions. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Maverick, uh, I hope you're having a good birthday, but uh, I feel like you should get off um, or uh, we won't be able to get the next caller on, something um, like that. On. We can just do that. I think that's yeah, we work. can just do that. All okay. right, that's nice. So, yeah, Carson. I just want to say, Simba, thank you so much. All right. Power to the people. Also, Marcus, my sister has a crush on you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool too. <laughs> that's cool too. All right, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I've been listening to this podcast, and I think it's really, really good that you guys are hitting this topic. Right on. Well, I pre- appreciate that, Daniel. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Carson likes your cat. (laughs) (laughs) I also got a cat, so maybe left flank watchers. Um, well, that's, I guess we got through the callers. Uh, Seema, thank you so much, uh, for your time. But I do want to give the opportunity to, you know, allow you to give your plugs. Um, we'll make sure to get any, any and all links that you want into the, 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 into the final, but, um, yeah, let, let people know where they can find you and how they can, uh, how they can support you. 
um, you know, the easiest way is, you know, go to simile.bandcamp.com and, uh, you know, get Trap Liberation Army. It's still up there. And and get and believe it or not, you can still donate whatever you want. You want to donate 100, 200, 300 so that we can get mutual aid in our community, so that we can have political education, so that we can start having trainings. Um, you know, I know it's a lot that's going on right now um, in the transgender nonconforming communities. Um, you know, we need protection. We need arms. We need training. We need food, clothing, shelter. Um, you know, you want to support that, um, you know, buy the album so that we can do the things that we need to do. Um, you can also see me on Twitter at, at simile, R-B-G, S-I-M-A-L-E-E-R-B-G, also on IG. Um, and you can see links that I have up there um, to our mutual aid apps where you can donate money, um, you know, support, help. You know, you want to donate some money. You might say, hey, I want to contribute to the next album. Um, it's still untitled. I'm thinking of Trap Liberation Army, too, though. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, only built for Cuban links. And then, then there was another only built for Cuban links. I don't know. I might do it like that. But if you want to donate to the next movement uh, uh, album that I'll be dropping, I would appreciate that, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, check me out on Twitter. Check me out on IG. Hit me up. Um, check out those apps. Toss some funds into it. Um, I won't say that this is reparations, but this is just needed funds for the movement. And if you're about it, then be about it. You know, um, enough rhetoric, you know, simile.bandcamp.com. And you guys said y'all are pumped the links. So, you know, I am going to be dropping an album soon. Um, and I am going to be bringing back Marooncast, the podcast, and it's it's going to be really interesting. We're also working on some photo series and some short docs. So we're pumping out a lot of art. And the mutual aid doesn't stop. Feed the people and people's pantry doesn't stop. Our acupuncture detox um, classes were interesting. <laughs> I'll be talking about a little bit that uh, coming up on Marooncast. But um, we are learning the skill sets to be able to do acupuncture detox, which was something that was done at the People's Clinic um, um, that was taken over by the Young Lords, Black Panthers, and Weather Underground members um, giving acupuncture uh, to people who were suffering from trauma, um, addictions, and the likes, getting them off of not just heroin, but also methadone, and getting them involved in political education. So we're trying to continue that work as well. I mean, it's just so much to do. We, we do what we can. So I appreciate all the support. Which, and that's, I I. I know we don't have a lot of time, but that is an absolutely fantastic story if you had not heard about. But, um, yeah, Young Lords, Black Panthers, what other girls, they took over a whole hospital in New York. Like, yeah. Hospital workers, everybody, that's the thing too, like, everybody came to work. Everybody yeah. started, kept, you know, giving care to the community. The only difference yeah. is everybody in the community was then able to go to that hospital and get cop, or get care, except for the cops. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. but um, and, and, and those people ended up becoming um, many of them ended up doing community work after they were able to, you know, get healed and so forth. If you go on YouTube, you could check out Takeover as well as Dope is Death. Both of those documentaries break down those type of radical, um, you know, strategies. And those are the types of things that we need right here and right now. Um, 
you know, from abortion to to insulin, you know, um, being expensive to baby formula not being available. Like that's what I mean by collective, communal, mutual aid and just coming together. So real radical revolutionary shit. We want to keep that going right here and right now. All right. Well, on that note, and thank you once again for your time. And um, appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah. When the next album comes through, um, or you know, uh, just the organizing classes started with one hundred (laughs) and one. No doubt. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. And thank you so uh, much, Steve. We'll be. Friday, Thank you. right, Karthik, Friday with uh, yep. Trevor. Trevor of uh, the Media Massacres podcast here, uh, if you guys have heard it. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about revolutionary culture and uh, how you can actually build a revolutionary or foster a revolutionary culture that could tackle, um, like serve as a sort of counter-terrorist force, if you will, like if you want to use... The, the state's language, but not exactly uh, like the way that the state does it. Word. All right. On that note, we are out.